Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius from Shazdam. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of The Greatest Machine. I'm your host, Darius Manchazi. I am flying so low. Getting ready to go to Cali. Going to Cali tomorrow morning early. I got an early flight, a few hours here. So I'm just knocking out my solo before I get on my flight to go see my homies in San Francisco. And um, yeah, this is a continuation. So um, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite quotes. And um, as I've been talking about some of my solos recently, I did a, a presentation at U- University of Texas at Austin to a group of young entrepreneurs at the Macomb School of Business. And I had a slide on my presentation, which was the things I wish I knew when I was you. So I was saying like when I was 20 years old or 21 years old, what are the things I wish I had known? And what's, what's the advice I would have given myself then? And uh, the quote I'm going to say right now is a quote that I learned uh, the hard way. And it goes like this. It goes, success has many fathers. Failure is an orphan. Success has many fathers, but failure is an orphan. And um, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I've talked a lot about my different business ups and downs over the years. And, um, you know, around 20 years ago is when I started my first uh, mortgage lending business that ended up going vertical. We grew like crazy, ended up being the 40th fastest growing uh, company in the Inc. 5000. We're number 40 in the Inc. 5000, 2007. But from 2003 to 2006, the business was like on steroids, just grew vertically, grew to almost 10 million in revenue. Uh, that'd be like growing a business from zero to you know, almost $16 million of revenue in today's dollars. And um, it was awesome. I was 25 when I started the business. I was 28 by the time it, it had hit those milestones. And um, unfortunately, it was a subprime mortgage lender. It ended up just getting crushed by the market when the GFC, Great Financial Crisis, hit in 2007 and 8. Uh, we were at the eye of the storm because of the type of lending we did, and the business quickly, quickly, quickly shrunk. And it was one of those things where <clears throat> I had done a lot of business before 03, had pivoted and tried all sorts of stuff, and finally something hit. Um, after probably about five years of trying different things, I started very young as an entrepreneur at the age of you know, 19, 20 years old and, um, and really tried a ton of stuff that nothing really worked. And suddenly, here I was at 25 years old and I had my first real success. And I remember like I was the only person I knew at the time who was an entrepreneur. Um, and I had a lot of friends that started working with me and friends of friends. And I was this young 25, 26 year old CEO that was suddenly had 30, 40, 50, 60, a hundred, over a hundred employees at one point. 
Um, and I was just in my like early twenties. I mean, right now that's like, it's like anyone that has kids who's in their like mid twenties, you're like, dude, that guy had a hundred employees by the time he was 27, 28. I'm like, yep. Uh, so I grew up pretty quick. Um, and I remember I, I, I had people like started jocking me and, and my brother and talking about how amazing we were and all my f- employees were my friends and we were in our twenties and we go out partying and, and it was just, it was one of the best times of my entire life. And I started to kind of attach my ego and my personality to this success. I remember there was a guy that came up to me and said, you know, uh, Darius, you know, I've heard about you from one of my friends, uh, who I'd gone to college with. And they said that he's like, man, you know, James, the guy's name was James, who was a friend of who was talking about me to this other person. He said, you know, James says that you're fearless. And I remember thinking, I was like, shit, man. Uh, yeah, right. I'm scared all the time. <laughs> I'm really scared out of my mind that I'm going to lose all this. And inevitably I did. But I remember like getting kind of put on this pedestal that, that, uh, and I associated who I was with this role. And, and so it goes back to that quote, success is many fathers, failures and orphan. At that moment, my success had many fathers. People were all, you know, lining up to pat me on the back and tell me how amazing I was. Um, and, 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 tying myself, my friend group, everyone I knew into that success ended up unraveling very, very quickly. And and so in 2007, the business really just took a huge hit. Secondary markets imploded. The business just got crushed. I mean, absolutely crushed. Our revenue went from like a million dollars a month to $150,000 overnight. I mean, when I say overnight, it was like instantaneously. And, um, if you have a business that's running at a million dollars a month in revenue, and by the way, at that point, we were not as efficient. We were starting to break even at a million dollars. We'd been making money, but in 07, we were, we were breaking even at a million dollars a month. Um, so we weren't very profitable. A lot of it had to do with the market changing and really getting ahead, investing in our growth and the growth never came. And, um, all of a sudden, the business was hemorrhaging money. I mean, hemorrhaging, like like literally bleeding out as fast as, as possible. And uh, in a matter of just a very short time, the business lost, almost went out of business. And there we were. We were what is known now as a zombie company, where we were the walking dead. We were essentially a dead company, but we had all the liabilities of a much larger company. And, um, and it was very, very unsuccessful time in my life as an entrepreneur for what happened to be about five years. Um, really from 07 till around 11, 12, from 2012, things turned around. So five years. And had I known that then I would have just, I would have done what some people did. I would have, I went and traveled or something, but I didn't, I, I toughed it out. And, um, and it was really demoralizing uh, for the next, gosh, five years, really. I saw people that had, you know, gone out of their way to be my friend, people that had gone out of their way to associate with me turn their back on me, uh, ignore me. Um, and I took it really personally. You know, I, I was really, it was very depressing. And, um, and the biggest reason f- for this was because I associated my success with who I was. I attached myself, Darius, CEO of the successful business as to, well, you know, I didn't necessarily think, well, that's why people are friends with me. And all of a sudden they weren't. And I said, whoa, were they only friends with me because of like what I could bring to them? because of the parties that we were throwing, because of the success they could be around. And and of course, like they didn't want to be around us when things weren't great because it wasn't very fun then. Um, and you know, we were in our twenties. Uh I don't blame them necessarily. And and they were in their twenties. They they didn't they were still figuring their stuff out. 
Um, and but it was really depressing. And and I learned that quote then that success is many fathers um, and failures an orphan. And I had gone into that orphan state where everyone who had supported me and been there for for the ride up all all of a sudden were gone. And fast forward to a few years later, I heard uh, those other podcasts or it was someone talking uh, at an event that I was at, and they're talking about how they had this huge position in the government. I believe they were like Secretary of State, and they said that they were invited to speak at a conference when they were Secretary of State, and they were picked up at the airport in a in a beautiful limousine and brought to the back green room and had tons of great drinks and food and everyone was catering to their needs and they were brought up to a standing ovation and it they really you know it was really kind of an amazing uh moment in their life and they came back a year later they were no longer in this position I, again i believe it was secretary of the state and they did not have a limo waiting for them at the airport. They had to take a cab to come speak at the event. Uh, there was no one there waiting for them. Again, now they were not a, a person of importance necessarily. And there was no green room filled with amazing food and flowers and gift baskets like they had had the previous year. In fact, they their cup of coffee was served to them in a styrofoam cup that they had to go ask for. And this person was saying that they realized that the person that got that standing ovation and that royal treatment was not them. It was the title they held. And I realized that when I was the CEO of a very successful company, that garnered a lot of that approval, that garnered a lot of that attention. And probably for some reason, some people that garnered it selfishly, right? It wasn't me, Darius. Like, like I, I had nothing to do with it. I, it was that position of power that garnered that attention. And I was simply the person who held the seat. And so at a very young age, in my early 30s, I learned that the hard way. And it was really, it was a very painful event. It was something that I was bitter about at the time. It was something that I held against a lot of the people that I felt had wronged me for some period of time. Um, a lot of those relationships never really you know, came back, whether it was me or it was the folks that, you know, were the orphaned me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a really painful event and, and I took it personally and it wasn't until later till I had heard this person talk that I really had the maturity to understand that everyone will surround you when you're successful and that everyone will leave you when you're, when you're a failure or most people will. And maybe the only people that'll be left are the people that truly care about you, regardless of your success or your failure. And that's something to, to, to know that that's around this idea of loyalty. And I know that, and maybe this is a topic for another um, solo where people talk about that loyalties. I, I expect, you know, loyalty and, and my answer is loyalty is a gift, but well, that, that's a story for another time. And, and for me, I realized that I did not deserve that success. That position deserved that success. That that position deserved that deserved that deference, and that I was not a failure. The business had failed, and that that position had failed, and it no longer deserved that deference. And it took me a long time to really come to terms with that. So fast forward to 2019, I had, was in a position where I had built up. Uh, the money source. I was CEO of the company. I was one of the owners. My partners and I had grown it from a very small business to a very large business. Along the whole way, though, I had already learned this lesson in 2000, you know, between 2007 and 12. So the lesson was learned then. And when I came into the position in 2013, I had that tool in my back pocket. I knew that success had many fathers and failure was an orphan. And I also knew that I was not my job. I was not my position. So when I came into that next role, as we were becoming 
very successful, as we were scaling the business, as we started to get all that deference, as people started, you know, the awards started coming in. In this case, I won the award of number nine highest rated CEO in America on Glassdoor.com and we won best places to work. I was I was very grateful that to 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 get those achievements. And those were like two of 20. You know, I got tons of awards and the company got tons of awards. Um, but I had a different viewpoint then. I, I knew that it had nothing to do with me except that I was showing up and doing my job. And I knew that if I ever left that role, unless I got into another role that deserves some level of deference, that people were just saluting that flag of that position. And that success had that f- father at the time, the many fathers that wanted to support him, you know, pat them on the back. And that if I ever left, that it had nothing to do with me. And so, you know, I want you to think deeply about where are the times where you are taking, you know, when, when people are showing up and the parades are there for your success, you know, are you a person that's taking it personally and saying, hey, they're there for me? Probably most people aren't. They're there for the, the success itself. And some people are there for you. And the people that are there for you, they're probably there for you, good or bad or indifferent. But, but. I would tell you to have that perspective of success having many fathers and failure being an orphan and not taking it personally, not having an attachment to that outcome. And for me, the the second that I stopped having an attachment to the outcome of success being who I was and success just being its own outcome in of itself and that failure not being who I was and failure being an outcome in of itself, it allowed me freedom to go into situations without that sense of attachment, having some equanimity around what may or may not happen. And I'm, I'm okay with either. Now, I prefer the win, but I'm not going to take it personally if there's a loss. In fact, I look at losses in a very different way now than I ever did. I look at losses as one step forward. It's another piece of information to get out of the way as I approach a success. If I fail, it's because I didn't have enough information or I had the wrong information. I need to go find the right information. And so again, when I fail, it's one step closer to my win. And I don't take it as, oh, because I'm not getting the, the uh, accolades or I'm getting the attention, again, being attached to the outcome, that it's some representation of who I am. So I want you to think to yourself, when you win or fail, are you using it as information to become your next success? Or are you using it as information to attach to your ego of who you are? And I would, I would give you the, 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 the thoughtful, I guess, warning that you are not your successes or your failures. The many fathers for that success are not yours, and the orphan of the failure is not yours. It is simply information to use to better yourself as you approach your next endeavor with intelligence, with thoughtfulness, and with information. So uh, with that said, grateful to get to do this solo podcast for you. And um, until next time, peace out. We love you. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life, from canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user 
for many, many years now. And let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear, uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through, but then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. Uh-huh. She's my lover. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. 
On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.